Hello. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, you old bastard. I'm, I'm thrilled to have you here. Um, I'm thrilled as well, buddy. You're going to introduce me, buddy? <laughs> well, I don't want, you know, I don't want the uh, the people to dox you <laughs> and uh, find shit out about you. I'll, I'll just be a unnamed, uh, unnamed individual. <laughs> An unnamed, probably my best friend, an unnamed individual who... Who live? Who lives in the heartlands of hell, New York? <laughs> Thank you, buddy. You know, Harrison, it's always a pleasure. Uh, uh, it's always a pleasure, and I'm very excited to have this talk today. Well, yeah, you know, it's right now. I'm in the famous recording bathtub. You know, <laughs> is that really? Is that really what you're doing right now? <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm I, I'm sitting in my bathtub with the phone on the floor of the bathtub. You know, that's an absolutely, uh, that's a great image to think about, buddy. <laughs> well, you know, well, you know, it's a great bathtub. You know, it's, it's like the bucket, you know, it's, it's, it's the bathtub, you know, it, it's, I've been recording when I, I've been recording these podcasts in the bathtub because it, the audio quality, you know, like echoes off the walls of the bathtub. So it's always, it, it, it it's always, uh, Quite a it special experience. It, it, it seems like it is a very special experience. <laughs> and, you know, I've been so um, The first two episodes, I, I know that you were both huge fans of, of the first two. Oh, yeah. You know, and, I, and I, you know, there's plenty of people, because I sent this also to plenty of other people, and they, uh, they, they, they've, got, they've given good, uh, good graciousness to uh, this podcast as well. Oh, thank you. You know, the more, the more support helps. Maybe one day we'll be, we'll be where Rogan is. Maybe, man. That would, be, that would be incredible, I'll tell you that much. You know, I, you know there's, there's, there's a lot of good things, and, you know, I'll just say this. All I hope is that uh, none of my commie professors listen to this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they, <laughs> you know what? Fuck them, even if they do. You know what? You, you got commie professors, or you got me in my bathtub, and I know I'd pick, I, I know I'd pick the goddamn bathtub. <laughs> I, I would too, buddy. I, I, I would too. <laughs> So I, I know we spoke recently about um, the your new class that you started and the, and this crazy Mexican. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep uh, name I'm gonna keep my name of of uh, the person out just in case you never know who actually you know who you never know how much this is gonna pop out you know because this podcast is gonna be so great you know that. You know, it's gonna catch such the world by storm. But that's right. You know, um, we want we want to make podcasting great again. <laughs> Damn right. Um. So, but yeah. So, um, it's in my biology class at my college. Um. You know, a so, biology class in New York. Um. That's a recipe for disaster, right there. <laughs> you know, you're just, uh, well, the funny thing is this class is a genetics class. It's not yeah, like, you know, right. so like it's, it's a subset of like biology. So now I'm thinking that, all right, you know, because I've been in classes before where like they make shit political, like, or like make like, you know, crazy shit. They, they say their own points of view or whatever. But so this guy, he made his COVID rules, right? <laughs> his, his COVID rules. I remember it, that. Uh, so the rule number one, is that he would, uh, he will be double masking 
that that's his first rule. It says, "I will be double masking." Like you know, he had to announce that you know in his yeah. And I rules. remember the last last time I spoke to you, and we we made we made a joke about it because he, look, for these people, it's it you know all the other shit was stupid. All of these things that aren't based on actual science, right? <laughs> but the, the double masking thing, I made you laugh when I said this. It's like, why the fuck would you announce that? Like, are you getting off to this shit? Like, why does anybody care if you wear two masks, you, you fucking commie piece of shit? Like, <laughs> nobody gives a rat's cock if you wear two masks. You could just go ahead and do that. You don't need to write about it, like, for some sort of weird, weird gratification. COVID is, has replaced this... The, 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 you know, it's funny because liber liberals are supposed to be about listening to different viewpoints. And that, sure. that that's the paradigm. That's the original. That's what liberal thought is is based on. Anybody that goes against the COVID, the, the Fauci based COVID <laughs> narrative is is evil. They're literally it, Adolf Hitler. And it's, it's true. It, it really is. And, and I'm sorry to cut you off. No, but, you know, I, I find it. You know, it's it's amazing because like even like if I walk into the lecture hall and I I literally felt this today. I walked into the lecture hall, my mask was like below my nose, like near my mouth or whatever. Because so I'm opening up one of my apps and my phone was in the lock screen. So you know how like phones nowadays, like you could like open it with your face or whatever. I didn't want to put in my passcode. I was lazy, so I pulled down my mask just to open up my phone or whatever. And my um, and uh my professor was just like, he just gave me like, you know, I, I don't want to look into it much, but like the guy gave me a dirty look too. Like, you know, that he thought I wasn't going to wear the master. And like, like, this is just like the, the type of things that like, and I know this, this also happens in like other places I've been too, because like, especially in New York, it's such a different culture. Like if you're not wearing a mask where you're supposed to, like everyone looks at you like crazy. Everyone looks at you weird. So like it, it's, it, it's just like it just shows that like the New York culture, it's it's crazy. I, I know you live in Utah, so it's it's definitely different. And you know, as I you know, I, I I always come and visit you, you old bastard. Damn right. Well, I tell you, one day, one day, one day we're we're hitting Vegas, bro. One day we're hitting Vegas. I'm very well, excited. I, I unfortunately, hope... Nevada. When you're in Vegas, Nevada, it shouldn't be. Um, but for some reason, Nevada is a Democratic state. Yes, as un un unfortunate as that is to hear in that sense, but you know everybody, un you know, if, unfortunately, you know that uh, unless uh, drastic changes happen, you know that uh, that's going to probably stay the same for a bit of time. It's like New York, you know, New York's probably never going to be. Actually, well, I can't say never, but you know, it's going to be very hard to turn this our wonderful state red. Well, you need. Uh... You might need some bleaching cream, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> this is also very true. Um, but then the, the the second COVID rule that uh, my professor talked about, that this one, he like got defunct literally on the first day of class. So yeah, he... you, told, you told me about that. It was, it was really stupid. And it was actually funny to see, to see this piece of shit just fail miserably. Yeah, so basically for for all the viewers that are listening to this my professor wanted to institute a rule in a lecture hall where every five seats you have to sit one every five seats away from the person from another individual to assume six feet of social distancing right so now this lecture hall i think barely fits like 180 or 190 people um and there's like 170 
students in the class. Why yeah, don't you a, do the math? Fu- that's a big fucking question. That's what I'm saying. So you do the math and figure out how, like, first of all, it, like, I was thinking that this lecture hall was going to be big and he could actually do this. But no, he couldn't. Like, this guy, he's noticing everyone congregating in the back of the class because of his stupid rules. And it's like, bro, like, and then he, he got tired of everybody, like, congregating in the back, not social distancing. So then he said, you know what? Hell with it. You guys could all sit down and, like, you know, everyone's just sitting wherever they want. So it was the 20 minutes. Like, and then it's like, oh, man, hmm, I wonder who knew this wasn't going to work, you know? You know, the biggest thing is, and I've told you this, and I, I've, in a, non, in a non-podcast setting, but the thing is, is, as people who claim to be what I find so ironic as people who claim to be such lovers of science, they, um, well, not to mention they kill babies, but that's, that's, that's a whole fucking another crock of shit. But in, in regards to, in regards to COVID, um, a study just came out yesterday that all of the lockdowns that happened early on into the pandemic only provide only saved 0.2%, only saved 0.2% of lives, basically rendering them bullshit and ineffective. Um, I've heard about that step. The other thing is, as you know, and as I've, I've shown you, it's actually one of your favorite things. It's that the thing with the holes, the, the thing with like the, the, the holes in the openings, the thing with the masks, Oh yeah, the, the the micro holes. I don't know what they call it. I, 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 don't, I don't know, know what, what it's called. called. But basically, um, in, there's been hundreds of studies. There's been one that I really like by the the Swiss Policy Re- Research Foundation, and basically what it says is, um, COVID is not air based. It's um, it's particle based, and those particles are so small. That they're gonna get, they're gonna get through um, a mask no, no matter what you do, whether it, whether you double mask, whether you. And we know a lot of people double double mask, especially in your life. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, trust me, they they were close to triple masking too. That's the the, the sad part. Whether you triple mask, whether you double mask, I mean, even a doctor that I spoke to out here, you know, the doctors are a lot more. Um, a lot more fair and a lot more, they go by actual science. Actually, the clinic that I go to personally, they have a, a vaccine choice. Um, they, don't, they don't force their nurses to get vaccinated, which is one of the reasons why I like it. But I spoke to a doctor about it. And basically what he told me is this. And he, I, I love this analysis. And I, and I told him this and he laughed. And, and he said, that's basically what it is. Imagine a mask as you throwing a, bu- a bunch of fucking marbles at st- at a construction site of steel girders. Um, maybe may- maybe you hit one girder, but the re- rest of the marbles are gonna are gonna fly everywhere. That's <laughs> true. Meaning. These masks do do basically absolutely nothing. Even the KN95s, I thought may I thought maybe those did something, but apparently they don't. The only thing that really, really, really would would do anything is like a full body men in black looking Buzz Lightyear hazmat suit. <laughs> yeah, 
basically, yeah, like a Buzz Lightyear looking oxygen backed hazmat suit. And for a vi- for a virus that is ninety nine point nine 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 or w- whatever it is has a survival rate, and even a ninety one percent survival rate in in elderly people, um, it's just not worth it. Um, oh no, you're. You, you, you're more often, you know, you, you have a better chance of getting sick by the common cold or flu than, than COVID at this point. Um, the amount of fear, um, especially when I go to New York, I, I know we've talked about this and there was a, you know. You've witnessed it too. You've witnessed uh, it as well. Of course, yeah. I mean, the, the amount of fear that, that is brought on, especially by certain members of our own families as well. Um, and the media and regarding vaccines, regarding uh, masks, regarding lockdowns, you know, actually, for you guys who don't know, there's a place that we like to go when, when I'm in New York and um, they've started to institute, institute um, vaccine mandates, which not only does it violate a person's individual liberty, but they don't even stop transmission. So what's the sure. point? It, you know what it is? It's, this, this is, uh, you know what I call it? I call it clown world. I, I call this clown world, the makeshift clown world, because, you know, this isn't, none of this is based off science. Like, you know, it, I, I, it, it really is unfortunate because none of this is based off science. And, you know, what, what's the hurtful part about a lot of this is that, you know, this whole thing, and this all from the beginning of this pandemic, it's created a divide in our country. And, you know, and not just in our country, but like in some people in their own personal lives. Like, I mean, but, you know, I'm always going to love, like, you know, my family, and I'm always going to, like, you know, I, I respect, like, you know, every, I, everyone has a right to a point of view, but, you know, it really has brought a divide within people in families. Like, I've heard, you know, it's like, and you know especially with me and my own personal experiences you know it's like it's it's tough it's it really is and then these vaccine mandates you know this just adds another layer of like you know it's funny because i was on snapchat today and uh with a former uh, there was a former high school uh friend of ours um well not really a high school friend are you, I really think, don't... Are, are you talking about who I think no you're i'm, I'm about? actually not actually that's the funny part it's not him but it was a person that was actually a fresh like a sophomore in our senior year and i was looking on it and he's talking about how um there was like people outside his house that were like protesting the vaccine mandates and then he goes on i'll actually read you the exact thing actually i could actually pull it up but like um if you read it i might be able to guess who it is uh yeah no definitely i'll i'll I'm, uh, oh trust me uh give me one second i got you i i i just gotta get this pulled up all right so the oh that, that was the, very fast by the way i love i love the speed there very oh impressive hold speed. on i gotta oh man wait why is the thing not wait the thing's not showing oh the person must have took it down it's either the person took it down or they didn't uh that's actually annoying all right so basically um All right. Basically, long story short, because it's not pulling up, uh, the person was like, you know, uh, all these anti-mask mandate stuff is ridiculous. All these anti-mask stuff is ridiculous. If you're 
believe any of this stuff, then you're just an idiot. And like, you know, you're just a Trump fascist. And then, you know, all, the, you know, if you're oh, a conservative individual, it, it, if you're a conservative, you know, you're, you're dumb, you're, you know, you're uneducated. And it's like, wow. So was like, it a girl I, or a boy? This is a boy, but he's not, I told you, he's not, you know, he's not older, you know, so he's a, he was a person that's two years younger than us. And so, and, you know, and I saw this and because like I was coming home today from school and I was just on Snapchat and, you know, I, I try not to be on social media a lot, you know, because like of the fact Believe that like, me, I, I see something. There's, there's a story there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely. Um, And, you know, but I mean, I, I'm reading this and I'm like, how do people have the goal? Like to actually post about this stuff. How do people actually have the goal to just like put this out there? And you know, it's 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 it, it's just really sad. And you know, I, I it's all surrounding me too because you know, like even in this class that I'm in, like in this, like you know, this one of the these classes that I'm in, it's like we have, and you know, I'll talk about this part. Um, so I'm in this class, it's called uh, animal development. Okay, so it's basically a class where we're supposed to learn about like the biology and psychology of how like our brain develops, like in uh, in our, like how our brain develops and how it develops the thoughts that develops. Well, animal through... development, that, that, that's like uh, take, taking, a uh, taking a trip in Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, it's true. I'll tell you that one, you're definitely right on that some of you guys may not like that joke, but if I if, if I if I had to take a guess, a lot of you will think that's funny. Reminds <laughs> um, so, me of um, when I was a kid, and and we we used to go go into the hood, and my dad used to tell me we're uh, we're taking a safari. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a You know, that's why I love your dad, man. You know, he's not afraid to say his stuff, man. He's really not afraid to say his stuff. You you know, God bless him, man. He's a great guy. Um, so in one of my classes, so we made a group chat, like, you know, it's an online class. So we made a group chat for the class or whatever. It's like a group you know, have you heard of WhatsApp? You've heard of WhatsApp before, right? Yeah. Well, well, it's better than discord. I'll tell you that. (laughs) That doesn't say, that doesn't say much, but you know, I agree with you there. So So, if it's an online class, it's an online, so you don't have to be there for it. No, this, yeah, so I'm taking two classes that are online, two classes that are in person. So this is one, yeah, so this is one of the classes that's not in person. So now, you know, we we make a group chat and this, this class is like 75 people in the class and we know they're all in this group chat or whatever. We make a group chat. And so I don't know how this starts and I'm going to just read you some, I'm going to, like I said, I'm not going to say any names because, you know, I, I, like, you know, out of respect to the people that are no, they, actually they, they writing They probably this. don't deserve any respect, but, you know, no, I, 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 appre- I appreciate your podcasting professionalism. <laughs> it's true. So now I don't, so this is kind of how it starts. First, they start talking about like how, one second, I'm reading this right now. Um, First, they start talking about, like, oh, you know, one of them moved to Atlanta, like, you know, one of them is moving to, one of them is in Philly or whatever. It's like, wait, where are you guys all from or whatever? What fucking I don't really... Atlanta, you know, that's the fucking luck of the draw. Hey, you know, you got Atlanta and fucking Philly. What's next? <laughs> you, see, I... you got Flint, Michigan and fucking Detroit. <laughs> You see, I don't necessarily, you see the thing, I don't necessarily text a lot in these things, at least it's only because like, you know, it's, there's a lot of texts at once, but you know, once I saw some of these messages come through, I knew I had to share with you. So 
Now, uh, wow, okay, so they, then they start talking about where they work and, like, what are the jobs they do if they're a full-time student or if they're not, and then one person says, all right, so uh, one person says they want to be a prison therapist. Now, now but, like, and which, I mean, look, I mean, you know, that's a real job and it makes money, so, I mean, I'm this is what, okay, and then so they, I was like, oh, I want to do social work as well, and then, so, um, and one person is like, I want to do any job where our communities need help. So I want to be a part of like the helping our community. And a so, noble goal, a noble goal, a noble goal, very noble goal, especially since there's definitely communities that definitely need help in, in, in this country, which is very noble. So now the way um, they probably want to go about it is probably fucked up, though. So um, so this is one of their t- t- now. This is one of their quotes. This is a quote from one of the students in the class. It's, I think it's a shame that we have the highest prison rates and recitism. I don't even know if I said that right. I'm sorry if re, I didn't. Re, for... I, I think that means does it have a D? Re, R-E-D? No, it's R-E-C-I-T-V-I-S-M. Uh, recitism oh. Resitism for our inmates. I don't even know what that means. I think it means like reconviction rate. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So for our inmates, we need to help inmates come out into the world once they're done doing time and give them resources to thrive, which is a fair. No, because this is this is very fair. It, it's it's very fair. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, I don't have any problem problem with uh, that so far. But I will I will I will tell you this. I know that there's a reason why we have such a high conviction rate, as you're very aware. Oh yeah, of course, and you know, and and this is where the next reply happens. He's like, "Yes, the percentage of people going back to prison after the first visit is insane, and and especially in New York, it's definitely higher because you don't, people don't get penalized for going to jail anymore. I hate to say it, but like you know, if you're with our wonderful new uh, wonderful new law that just came out, you know, if you're a certain minority, you could just come get out like that if you're like, which is you know, what what happened to like. That means these criminals that are out on the street, like, you know, they could repeat, like, they could repeat offending because, you know, they know that because they're a specific minority, they're going to be able to get away scotch-free. Like, talk about ridiculous, but uh, I'm going to continue reading. And it's and then it says, our prison system is made to keep those below in the stage they are at, sadly. They're not even really, they don't, they don't even really help homeless in our country. So uh, just to comment, like, what are they? What are the police prison systems actually supposed to do with homeless people? That's not their right. Like th- this is again, this is stupid. Am I wrong here? This is a oh stupid no, no, not not at all. I mean, the, the big thing is is well, first to piggyback on what you said before, um, uh, the new the new because uh, we were talking sports before. I I, I said GM, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the new district attorney of New York of, of Manhattan is somebody named Alvin Bragg. And just just a quick guess. Who do you think spent all that money to uh, put Alvin Bragg in office? Oh, Soros. Goddamn right, George Soros. <laughs> Damn um, right. It, it's been a epidemic that, that's been going on in the country. These, um, you know, I hate George Soros. He's an evil piece of shit. But he's smart. And I will, I will give him that. Soros realized... Um, something big and what he realized is this in his, in his demented goals to subvert and destroy america he realized that the biggest changes happen locally it's true and 
by doing that, he's been giving um, a lot of money to DA um, district attorney races, which is, um, you know, they don't get a lot of publicity. It's not like a, a governor election or a mayoral election or or even a presidential election. It gets little to no publicity and little to no following. So he pours all of his money in and elects these socialist, um, weak on crime um district attorneys to kind of subvert crime in in new york you look you look at um san francisco um chisa chisa boudin is their da his his parents were um both marxist terrorists from weather underground actually weather underground actually bombed the u.s capital in in the 1970s um, really with um um it was headed by bill ayers um, Bill Ayers is a Marxist terrorist. Um, it's kind of funny how when you do the math and you start to, it's not just math, when, when you start to piece connections together in your head. For example, one of the, one of the, uh, the head of Weather Underground at the time, well, Bill Ayers is, is another one of those Marxists who Obama kind of looked up to him and he was Obama's protege. But even more damning is that Susan Rosenberg was um, the head of Weather Underground. She she got a life sentence for placing bombs around the U.S. Capitol. And um, Bill Clinton actually gave her a pardon his last year in office. And get you want to take a guess what organization she's the head of? Um, she's on the, the the board of now. Pfizer. Well, not Pfizer. So something we both probably hate more than Pfizer. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> BLM? Yep. Oh, man. Why am I not surprised? So it, it just goes to show um, illegal immigrants and gang violence and black crime. and it, It's just being able to run wild. Um, that was just a tangent for you guys that like to know connections. But um, I know what you were t you were telling me before there was a lot of marxist activity in a lot of these classes yeah um you know and and it, you know and i want to like once i trust me i'll i want to continue reading this text thread because course, it gets to good course, parts here so now then so don't forget like so these people like don't forget there's like 75 people in this thread so i'm reading like comment by comment not like everybody's actually texting or whatever but some people are going to chime in or whatever so now this other person i preach i can't wait to make a difference as a social worker fair point and then this person says i'm waiting for this generation to overthrow the government to be honest now this is where the fun starts and this other person's like same ha 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 let's pull a usa on the usa we have the constitutional right to overthrow and i'm thinking what the hell is going like what so he's like we did have the right to do that this is like i said this is like separate text from random people we did have the right to do that it's crazy how lawmakers watch us suffer and then try to make it worse and so this is where, like, I do agree, like, this this exact quote, but I know it's not in the, because we both fundamentally disagree on something, and that's going to come up in a bit, but I do agree with this quote that um, they do watch us suffer, and I feel like that happens, and, like, you know, like, just for example, with COVID, right, I mean, you know, these people, these these uh, these politicians, they're allowed to have stocks in the stock market with Pfizer and Moderna, you know, of course, they know, like, you know, and... They're this actually is, exempt from getting, you know, the, the uh, 
Congress. They're exempt Cong- from getting the vaccine. Yep. Talk about how crazy that is, right? Now, I'm going to continue reading down here. Don't get me wrong. America is better than most places for sure, but we definitely aren't number one. We are the joke to other countries. Now, I unfortunately, this person never re-clarified what they mean we're number one because, like, I feel like that's too broad. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's very broad. Like, like they – because, again, this just goes to show how some of these people, they just talk out of their butt. Because, like, you know, I don't know, like, let me say this. If they were talking about healthcare, if they were talking about, like, like they weren't really talking about anything, but, like, oh, yeah, you know, overthrowing government, but we're not number one. It doesn't really make sense to me, but whatever. So then uh, the uh, another person responds, crazy how we the only species to live on Earth and pay to live comfortably. Now, this this kind of threw me into a ridiculous craze because I'm thinking, so what do you want everything to be given to you? Like, this is absolutely the stupidest comment here. And this is where it's going to get worse. And, you know, what are we supposed to be animals? Like, you know, what are we, like, do you want to like live in a world where like you don't now this is where it gets worse. That's actually the sad part here is that this is what our generation is being told is that, you know, you're supposed to be entitled to living comfortably and entitled to success. It's, it's absolutely horrible. So um, the person responds, I'm supposed to be out here eating fruit and being free. Don't know where fruit came from, but <laughs> I, 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 I swear, like, this is, this is like, I'm literally reading this text thread. It, it's, fascinating um it's fascinating what goes into these people's minds it really is it's true and the fruit thing just (laughs) it it was fruit i don't know where the fruit came from so then the next person writes our future future lives and our generation and generation after us completely true and so um and then the other person that said the fruit thing says that's a fact if we don't succeed it's gg our society and then the, the person who originally talked about how she th- this person thinks that everyone should be, you know, living free and comfortable without having to pay anything. Says our society is going to fall one day, and um, the way we run it now, absolute shit. And then this is where the fruit guy comes. In, says capitalism is falling right in our eyes today. Sadly, you know, fuck the rich this fruit guy. And I, I knew <laughs> he was talking about fucking fruit. I knew I, I I knew he'd be the one. The the rich getting richer and the poor staying poor, and so. And then the, the person who oh, the responds to him saying, we shouldn't have to claw our way to a good life. Bro, there's people out here who defend capitalism. Like, what? I want to hear your thought on that. What's your thought you wanna, on that? You want to hear my thought? Of, uh, well, you know, I'm not going to tell you what I would normally say because I, I, obviously there's going to be a lot of divert. Well, uh, listen, this podcast audience isn't a very diverse audience, but there there are there are diverse people that I'm sure are listening to this. So you're you're not going to hear what I would normally say say to that. Um, but what I'll say is this, um, and I actually wanted to, I actually was studying um, Marxism a few days ago and, and trying to to, to to figure out what's so appealing about it, and it, it's. The, the number, the, the biggest flaw of Marxism is not its, its maximum government control and you'll own nothing and be happy. Private possess, possessions don't matter anymore. The, mo- the money that you've saved working hard, like, like, like your grandfather, you know, a hard worker, li- yeah, live, right. live the American dream. Uh, 
um, no, none of that money, um, it would it, it would all have gone to the government. Uh, there there is no innovation in, in Marxism, um, and and that's just the economic Marxism. A far more insidious thing going on right now is <coughs> is the cultural Marxism, but. What what it comes down to this? Listen, are there some flaws in the healthcare system? Sure, is capitalism a perfect system? No, but why should people that work hard? Why should people who earn their money? It's theirs, and and that and a lot of these people, there's so much greed. You know, you could have, especially out here in Utah. Um, I have a lot of friends who, who you know, they, they, they make decent amounts of money, but they live comfortable lives. Um, and it's all thanks to hard work. And even if it's not hard work, you know, you, you don't have you don't have to be a billionaire to live to live a comfortable life. This is very true. This is an absolutely amazing point. And, you know, my grandfather and you bring up my grandfather, he's like the most perfect example. You know, the he worked as a longshoreman for 30, like 30 plus years, busted his butt got his pension. Did he make a crazy amount of money? No, but he's living very comfortable in his condo with, you know, he's a very, very, at the end of the day, he's got, obviously he has his three children. He has his wonderful grandchildren. He's got money. He's got, you know, he's got money saved. You know, he's lived his, he's lived his life and, you know, like he's living very comfortable and he's not, he doesn't live in a mansion. He doesn't like, you know, like he, he's, look, here's how I look at it, right? You live comfortably with two things. Yes, money plays a factor is one of that. But it's also about the happiness of your family, you know, the happiness of the people that you surround yourself around. And, and, fam you know, and family values, which is the other thing they're trying to subvert. And I feel like a lot of these people who do support the Marxist agenda, they have their own insuperiority complexes in regards to their own family lives. Because if they're going to... No, that's a fantastic point. It, it that's it, what, what's the sad part is that if they define success based off why do I have to go out there and work hard to make money so I can be happy then you're totally missing the point of what this actually is you're totally missing the point of why capitalism is such a great thing because you have to go out there and earn it not just not just for to get money but for your family to go out you know for not just for your family but for yourself you know like how happy are you really going to be if you're living, you know, on if you're basically living the bare minimum with everything given to you? Like, what do you really earn? Like, what what like meant like what mentality do, do you really earn from that? Like, if everything's just given to you, you're fine. Just like having the government just give money to you and like, you know, not you having to work a day in your life like that. That's like in these people like and that's why and it gets worse in this thing, too, because then the person, the fruit guy. Response, oh, fuck, I'm not, fuck the fruit guy. <laughs> I, the, the fruit guy says, I'm not defending anything in this country. Everything is a system to make those who suffer stay in that stage. And this frustrates me more because, to be honest, like, what frustrates me about what this guy's saying is that, again, no accountability. Like, a lot of these people, and I'm not saying there's not people with bad upbringings, because there is, but, like, dude, you have every opportunity to climb yourself out. Like, you know, I, I, you have every opportunity to make something of yourself. There are people that come out. What do you got to say to people that are from the inner cities, 
like Detroit and like you know all the like Harlem, like all those places that are my like no no no, but like let's be no, real it's here. True. I, I just those are places of poverty. Me. It's true, like it's places of bad poverty and like bad upbringing. There are many successful people of all races that come out of those places, and so like they don't let their like their like they don't let their race define them, and they don't let the United States being apparently the biggest suffrage country in the world define them. And and I'm going to continue reading this because then the other person responds, capitalism is only for the rich to get richer oh, and for the poor so, to struggle, then say, I made it, so can you. And then the other person says, this this is a third person that comes in and says, it's honestly so sad how many, how many deep-rooted issues we have in our country. And that same person then writes, but the worst is America's number one mentality after leaving the country and talking to people outside the U.S., it's so interesting to see how much of a joke we are to the rest of the world. Now, let me say this, and I think we'll agree on this. In what sense? Like, I think, I wonder if this person traveled outside the country post-Trump or after Trump. That's no, what I want to know. It, it, it all comes down to, and, and you know, a comment I want to have is, this, the, the beautiful thing about America which is why people will blame systemic racism, which is bullshit and institutional racism. There are no laws preventing anybody, whether you're black, whether you're Chinese, whether you're an Indian, whether, whether you're white, any, every single person has the six, has the same law, the same laws all apply to them. If you feel you're a prey, if you feel, I'm going to put this in air quotes, if you feel like you're being oppressed as a boss by your boss, you have every opportunity to find a new job. You have every opportunity to, to be smart and invent something. Fuck Bill Gates and fuck and fuck Jeff Bezos for various reasons, as you know. But they invented something and they got rich inventing something. They created the the, uh, the Microsoft computers and Amazon. Every single person has every opportunity to succeed. It's true, absolutely. It you know, and, and I'm just going to even bring up the job thing. I want to bring up the the job thing that you mentioned. I mean, you know, these people, they have the opportunity to, like, if a boss is really being that oppressive, and, and I use the word oppressive uh, in, air in, in air quotes, yeah. because we don't, like, you know, it, there's a, you know, because, like... This isn't, it, 19, it, this isn't, this isn't 1890. There are, for some reason, I, I feel like another big flaw in Marxism is they seem to view um, the economy as it was in the early 1890s in the Ellis Island era of child labor and factory, you know what I'm saying? Like factory right. things. When right. it, now it's, it, it's so much more varied than that. Why should I have to? Why should I have to give away the money that I earned? Why should I? I, I give away the money that I, I did things to get, and, and then have to give it to people who either like, or like you know, who decided to be lazy and decided to like not want to improve themselves in their life, or you know, you're just giving it away to more to the tax. You know, well, what ends up happening? You know what ends up happening? What ends up happening is with all these socialist programs or whatever. What do you think they do? They just tax the high the people. They the thing is, when they tax the rich more, what do you think the rich do? They leave. That's what they do. And then, and you see when, that with companies leaving leaving um, leftist cities, 
the Daily Wire, the, the, the Facebook. There were a lot of manufacturing companies are moving to Utah, moving moving to Tennessee, m- moving to places places with lower taxes. And even if there are people that's struggling, that got a bad lot in life, it shouldn't be your obligation to give them anything. No, it, it shouldn't. It, it really is. If it, you want to really... give charity, if you if you want to donate to charity, sure. But it's your money. It's yours. It's your property. Why should you give that up for those that are they're suffering? L- listen, you know, it, it, a lot of these people, you know, probably a lot. A lot of it comes down to, I think, um, un- untreated untreated mental illness, childhood abuse. But the, the the biggest thing that I think it comes down to is there's, you know, on the surface, it all sounds great. Every, everybody getting free shit. But why should I give what, why should I give what's mine to you? Why, why can't I use that for my own purposes? If I, if, if I want to get a tattoo, if I want to, if I want to buy paintings, if I want to buy a car, that is, that's mine. And a, a lot, a lot of people don't realize that there that these programs um, may, make make people less free. Higher taxes make people less free. You can live a very nice life with a small to moderate amount of money in Western states like Utah, and you could live a happy life. A good friend of mine, he he lives in a small house, and he. But despite that, he he does he does pretty well. A lot of, a lot of the a lot of it is greed. A lot of it is, as you know, um, t- t- Twitter and TikTok and the people on there. Why should I give what's my, mine to you? And and, and who are you to say? Who are you to say that I have to give that up? It's true. It really is. And you know, it's it's a real shame because you know that's a, a big thing with a lot of people that have made that that made it and uh, when i say make it i mean like you know that they you know they don't need to be the richest people on the planet i'm talking about people that are living comfortably i'm talking about people that you know that like i said they, they've reached both ends of the spectrum financially and spiritually with their own families you know this is like you know it 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 really is more this is an entitlement factor that's how i look at it it's really entitlement and it's this entitlement that, that because I was born, I'm entitled to something. Just because I was born, I should be entitled to living. Uh, I should be entitled to being comfortable. No. You know, one of the best quotes that I've heard in my life was to be comfortable, you have to learn how to be very uncomfortable. And it's a very, it's a very, it's something that people, especially in my generation, they really should start to figure it out because I've been around so many people that, that when they see the light, slightest bit of like trouble or like the slightest bit of like anything, they just they just falter and then go back to God damn it, they should just give it to me because I, because I, because I tried. Like you know, I, I get it. You know, I get that. You know, sometimes accomplishing shit is hard, but this is definitely an entitlement factor too that plays a big factor. In it. That's that's Wait, I want to. I'm going to continue reading down here because as funny as this is, it does get funnier. So he's like, then the the person who's responding to fruit guy is no. The fruit guy says America's one economic hit away from being a third world country. Not going to lie, which is actually pretty true to be honest with you, Um, dude. We are terrible compared to other modern countries, and 
the fruit guy says we not that much better other than technology. Now I let me I, I disagree there only because I feel like our military is still pretty good and I feel like you know I I feel like our country whatever let me just keep reading down then the person responds I want to leave this country so bad and then <laughs> so many people you know how like in like our group chats like you could press like the uh, the the thumbs up button to like say good to a message so many people did this to that message um and. And then somebody, a random person actually put, like, I don't even see the hype about New York City. And this is, he's right about that, Uh, you know, but this is the only comment this person actually made, which actually made the most sense, even though it clearly wasn't to benefit, like, an argument I would actually agree with. But, you know, it's definitely, it's true. Now, and then they go on to talk about uh, I, uh, our college education is shit compared to places like France. Then the fruit guy puts the shit is garbage. Um, it's and then um, okay. Then a different person chimes in. Like in every aspect, healthcare, prisons, homelessness, education, mental health. We truly are the worst country for the people. Worst government institution for the people. I agree with the worst government institution in the people. I feel like we had one of the best government institutions for the people about uh, two uh, in the last president, the last um, presidential um, uh, cycle. I feel like, you know, we actually had someone that supported us. Now I'm going to keep reading down here. It's truly not giving in America. And then the worst part is I now another random person decides to put the worst part is I love New York city. Now, Harrison, you know the company I Love New York City? It's a company. It, yeah, it's it's a company. It's like morely a tourist company or whatever. Oh, the thing like, with like know. the big heart, I Love New York, that thing? Yes. Yeah. And then, so, finally, the fruit guy actually says something that's actually, like, not crazy. Puts, yeah, it's just the cultural hype about New York City that's romanticized in the media. That's the only first thing that he said. It's amazing how he could say all this stuff about how socialism it should be adopted, but then continually say that New York City media, you know, the cultural hype about New York City media is meant. So I completely thought he would be the other way on this. And then, then the person who wanted to move away from the country says America sucks, especially New York City. And then what the other people wrote, I just don't like America. And then a person that said America sucks says New York City is for the rich, and uh, you know it's and uh, also writes it's also romanticized to be struggling here, and I'm like oh I like I, like you know it's funny because like I'm looking at this thread, and you know it's just a bunch of defeatist attitude and wait one second there is some more here um um. Hold on. Then they go into how like much they work, and then, um, hmm, let's see. I know I meant for greatness, but right now this shit ain't cap. Can't wait to get rich. This is the fruit guy who said that I should be given something because you know I tried. This is it, like, and I'm like, oh, for real, people moving into, okay. Yeah, so wait, so hold on. They're saying that's why we're getting you know, maybe we could interview the fruit guy, but you know, he, he uh, there's no he fucking pro- way we're interviewing he, he the fruit probably guy. Hang up crying because I'd probably <laughs> him. uh it's true. It, it's very true. And then oh, 
there's a little tangent on inflation here, actually. And then there's someone writes, anyone noticed that CVS prices went up out here spending so much money on shampoo now? And so um, no one responds to the guy. This is like, no one responds to the rising prices. And they're oh, just I like, wonder why prices are rising. <laughs> it's true. You know, it's it, yeah, I wonder. I, I told you, I already had an experience where, you know, one of my coworkers said that they're blaming uh blaming Donald Trump for uh for uh uh inflation is it well, so it, much it, listen we, when you when you overspend on social programs when you when you lose a sovereign supply chain when you export your oil from uh, Muslim land that's going to bring things up and you know and I wonder who did that I wonder what 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 brilliant, um, rightfully elected president did that. <laughs> it's true. And wait, before we go to there, there's one more part that I want to read to you. This is actually the last part where you'll be you'll either get a kick out of it or just find it stupid. And the person now the the one who's been talking with fruit guy said, "Guys, let's move to Mars and start a new world. Let's just take a few niggas and dip." Point a gun to Bezos' head and make him build a ship. I don't know if he meant to. This person meant to rhyme that, and I'm sorry for the language on my show, on your show. Wow, why did I say my show? Your show. Well, you're a but big like, part of it, you old bastard. <laughs> you know? hey. This is like the actual quote. Like I wanted to say, I wanted to like this was actual oh, person that quoted this. So no, nobody of the people listening to this, um. Nobody's gonna care. <laughs> this is honestly so true. This is and then that's canceled. it. This this is this is in cancel culture. This is also true. And I that's it. Ma- I've probably made like fifteen offensive remarks so far. <laughs> I agree. I, that's it's my. Right. Show. I mean, I make, I make it's your show. Rules. You do whatever I you make, want. I make the fucking rules. I mean, you know, and, and hopping back on that, I mean, and I actually texted this in the group chat. I'm not gonna use the words I used to text. And the group check is even for this show would be a little bit far. Yeah. But when people complain about, about, uh, about New York and people complain, complain about gun crimes, if a certain race if a certain race wasn't around, the United States gun, gun crimes would be less than Switzerland. You know, it's it's uh, this is going by facts. This is going like actual like facts that like you know this is going off of like like we're not just saying like you know we're we're not just saying this you know just to say something and start shit like there's like actual yeah, it, facts. It's true, and, 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 and it's sad. And, and there's because, other listen. There's there, there's other studies that could go by, and but you know the biggest thing that a lot of people don't realize is what America was built on. America was built on freedom, personal freedom, economic freedom. Um, freedom to live your life as you choose. And what these socialist programs would do, um, would they help a few poor people? Sure. But they would hurt the productive members of society. And that's the biggest thing. I'm all about freedom. Um, which is why, you know, to get to the next topic, um, 
both of us are big football fans, as you know, and I, I know a lot of I know a lot of you guys quit watching the the, the NFL because of uh, Kami Kaepernick and the fucking and the blacks and the kneeling. And you know what? That, that's your choice. To be honest, I stopped watching the NBA for that very reason. But I've always loved football. But that being said, um, something that came up recently in the news is. Um, you, do you want to say it? Because I think you have a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, yeah, uh, you know, okay. So now for all of you people listening that, um, that are giant fans or just fans. So the giants, they had fired their coach and the GM had retired or stepped down, but let's be real here. David Gettleman was probably told to retire or they were going to just fire him. So they figured he stepped down. So it looked better. Right. So now, um, the Buffalo Bills had an executive GM. His I or I don't know if it's executive GM ones, but Josh Schoen. Okay, so he did a fantastic job uh, building that Buffalo Bill team. A fantastic job. He had not seen success or any legitimate success since that wonderful almost well, not even a dynasty. You can't count that as a dynasty, but they did go to four straight Super Bowls, but lost to four straight. You know, it has it's been a while since they actually had a legitimate the, Mar- the Marv Levy era Bills with um, Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas and Andre Reid. Yeah, so this Bruce team, Smith. this damn right, this team. Um, so this team is probably the best team, the best Buffalo team that I've seen in a while. And, and you know, as a guy that, like, does want to see the teams that don't get there a lot succeed, you know. But even though I'm a Giant fan, I'm, more of a, I'm a Giant fan first, don't get me wrong. If the Giants were the face of the Bills, I'd, you know, it's the, no question I'm a Giant fan, all right. But, like, you know, it's, it is nice to see, you know, teams like the Bengals and the, the Bills succeed. But that... Well, yeah, I digress. No, I mean this is completely this completely has nothing to do with the podcast. But you know that there, there's a certain Bengal I'm rooting for in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not rooting for him. I'll tell you. Well, actually, there's two Bengals I'm not rooting for. Let's put it that way. But oh, b- that's no here. Believe me, I know. <laughs> that's no here nor there. But so Just a now, not to interrupt you. So those who actually the, the podcast is named Patriots versus Globalists. So just a little personal week personal thing we actually created a fantasy football league this year um patriots versus globalists it's a it's a fantastic league yeah a great story it's not really an appropriate story for the podcast but that's just just a little little <laughs> and this <laughs> bastard got fucking smoked and in two consecutive rounds by by two different bengals receivers <laughs> And everyone, I think anyone who watches the podcast and does fantasy football, they know which two wide receivers they're referring to. And they dang well know that they probably know that I cried in my sleep that night. But I digress. And I I don't want to talk about bad memories. So, basic. Okay. So, to get back to the Giants. So, now the Giants have been searching for a new head coach. And like most NFL teams do, they hire a GM before they hire a head coach. Because... Which is which is usual, which is standard operating procedure. Um, uh, um, unless you're the Jets, you know, only years uh, back, you know, Jets, having... unless you're a bad franchise. But, but, but yeah, it, it it it's basic standard operating procedure the way the way teams are. Right, and so now, so the so basically. Um, from this is from reports from the reports. So the Giants were interviewing guys or whatever. They interviewed like a couple guys before they hired um Shown, but once they hired Shown, um 
there was big traction that Brian Dable was uh, was getting. It was Brian Dable got interviewed. The defensive coordinator for the Bills got interviewed, and then um, Brian Flores was getting an interview as well. Um, so actually, for any people who follow the podcast that don't know what I'm about to mention, the NFL instituted a Rooney Rule. So basically, with named the after what is this? I um, Wayne Rooney. Wait. Wayne Rooney's a soccer player, right? <laughs> yes, he is. It's That's amazing right. that you brought him up. Uh, Dan Rooney. It was it was Dan Rooney, the owner of the Steelers. Basically, what the what the Rooney rule is, which I think I think it's a dumb rule. Um, what it is is um, coaches have to interview two minority candidates as part of their head coaching process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so now the Giants. I don't. I know they. Well, I'm. Well, they interviewed. I, I don't know who are the other. Who's the other? Uh, the other uh, one, person. I think, was Graham, the co- the coordinator. Oh, Patrick Graham. Okay, and oh, first of all, and I'm gonna get to that like after I go through like the the background information of this. But so so now, to be honest, there's was only two guys that I wanted to get this Giants. That was Brian Dable. Brian, actually, you know what? I'm not going to lie to the fans here. Before they announced Josh Owen to be hired, I had three guys that I wanted to take the giant job. Brian Flores, um, uh, Jim Harbaugh, and, um, oh, man, I'm messing. I'm, I'm blanking. You wanted Dable. Uh, you wanted Dable. I, I did want Dable from the beginning. Oh, okay. I, All think, right. I well, think you okay. wanted Dable. So it was either Dable, Dable, uh, Jim Harbaugh and Brian Flores. Now, we know Jim Harbaugh. He's not coming back to the NFL. Well, I don't think he's going to come back to the NFL. I know he just declined the Minnesota Vikings job. So, But that is regardless of the point. This is before the Schoen, like Schoen coming into the business. Now, Josh Schoen gets hired. I liked the hire, especially since he developed that Bills team. He helped, really helped develop that Bills team. And he finally did, said some of these things. Where it was like, we need to develop a quarterback. We need to actually develop an old line like this is things we actually have to do now what he says and what happens needs to follow um so then uh, so within days or they interview brad dable and then after brad dable they interview brian flores and then after brian flores gets interviewed i forget how many days it was but then brian dable's officially announced as the head coach of the giants so now I don't know the timeline. I'm sorry if I'm messing up the timeline, but sometime afterwards, Flores comes out with a lawsuit. Now, there's four key components of this lawsuit, all right? The first component of the lawsuit, and we can break down each component because I know we will anyway, regardless, but the first component of the lawsuit is the fact that he was given $100,000 a game to tank. Now, it's by like, uh, the fuck is his name? By Sean Steve, Ross. Steve, Steve Ross. Steve, 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 Steve Ross, Ross, the owner of the Miami Dolphins. And the funny thing is, is, Steve Ross is actually someone who donated to BLM and like donates to these socialist Marxist organizations. And he was telling Brian Flores to tank, um, basically a hundred thousand. Now, I now let know me that, say this. Yeah, so this is a this is part of the lawsuit. So now, um, what makes this all really? Again, like, you know, as somebody who played competitively in high school and like, you know, I, I would never want to, I'm always going to go out there and play my best. And I can only I know, imagine I was there, as a coach. I was there with you. I was, I was yeah, no, definitely. With you. <laughs> it, it's true. And, you know, what makes this all 
you know, I can only imagine what it like because it's funny because even Hugh Jackson had the same thing. Like apparently the Cleveland Browns are paying uh, Jackson as well to uh, to tank as well. Apparently, according to him, but um, just like anything, it's conjecture. But so the second part was that Brian Flores. The second part of the lawsuit was that Brian Flores was apparently told to uh, meet with a quarterback. Uh, during the middle of the season, I, I, a prominent quarterback, they called it. Now, I don't know. They No one knows what prominent quarterback means. It obviously has to be a star, someone better than Tiger Bailoa. Um, that's what I'm assuming. But uh, Brian Flores, or probably Watson, he didn't want to do it. So um, he was claimed that he was being under duress for doing that. Now, the third one is kind of damning. Uh, the Bill Belichick, this is probably the more heard about thing with Bill Belichick, right? So Bill Belichick, he accidentally texted Brian Flores saying congratulations for the giant job before Brian Flores had his interview. It was the Tuesday, the text thread showed the Tuesday that he texted him and Brian Flores had the interview that Thursday. So Bill Belichick is like, oops, sorry. Now, Bill, let's be real here, Bill. You really didn't have a Brian Dave Brian Flores. You really couldn't like put who put like I literally, if there's two Harrisons that I know, I make sure they're different. Like, what type of, I mean, I, I get I, honestly, in my, in my opinion, the whole text thread, just the way it was edited, it looked fake. You, you think so? You know what? That's a good, that is a good point. Maybe I have to look a, deeper into that. But regardless of that, like, the, then, you know, it's funny because, like, then, like, I heard other, pl- like, I heard some, like, I know, I heard Keyshawn talk about this, like, Keyshawn, uh, the former receiver for the the Broncos, he talked about this too. He's like, you know, because he also refuted someone saying that like it was um, fake, and he was like, nah, that's something Bill Belichick would do. Like if it was even me, uh, like you know, or whatever. But like, regardless, but the text came out, and uh, then Flores, you know, obviously the fourth claim, and this one's I. If this is true. This is bad, like, in general. Because, first of all, you, no one – this shouldn't happen in general. But, like, you know, it with this circumstance, it makes it worse. So, the John Elway and whoever yes, – does the, the, the drunken John Elway thing. The drunken John Elway. Now, this is – I feel like this is a, a hearsay situation because we don't know if this is true. There's not a proof. What did you want them? Like, did they take a breathalyzer? Do we really know that they're drunk? Did like this is he said she said type thing? Because none of us were in the room and no one like what like like regardless. Okay, we we like there's nothing. There's no proof that it's not even like there's proof that you could say. It's basically just Flores saying that they were drunk. They were in the room drunk, like uh, or not in the room drunk. They were inebriated from the previous day. And they knew they were going to hire someone anyway. I think the next day they hired Vic Vangio, right? And then that's what Brian Flores said. And then in, in regards to the Rooney Rule, and, and right? So the Rooney Rule, like I said, because they have to at least hire uh, uh, interview two candidates that are of uh, minority descent and are minorities. So they figured that, oh, if Flores' point of view, was like, oh, these people got drunk for that reason. You know, they felt like they could not do the interview seriously because they were just doing it to fulfill the Rooney rule. Now, I don't know. Like I said, this is more of a he said, she said type of thing. Um, I don't have enough information to speak on it being true. Um, I can only speak really upon um, the Bill Belichick thing from what I saw. 
and if it is if it isn't faked like that's you know that is weird like it is like you know like but here's my thing when it came out the text they they look short of doctor and you know not to cut you off but i think i think yeah the biggest thing is is there there's there's a certain distinction between between actual racist actual actual claims of racism and marxist social justice equity equity i hate that word because in the united uh, states everybody has an equal opportunity whether you're born rich whether you're born poor there are no laws saying that somebody could do something that, that somebody can't um and in the lawsuit flores was qu- quoting colin kaepernick um who <laughs> Who is the reason many of you stopped watching football? And, and, I, and I don't blame you. With his anti-police sentiment, with his kneeling for, for the anthem, with his false claims about police shootings, with his anti, antipathy for the police, with him warming up in his fuck the police socks with like pigs on them. Um, just horrible things. To me, I, I find that I think that Brian Flores was an okay coach. But the, the thing is, what, whether, if it, whether if it's an IQ thing, whether if it's a leadership thing, whether it's a, the fact that a lot of coaches' sons get positions, I feel like it, this is becoming a new, a new social justice type thing. Um, and I feel like Flores is... I feel like he's shooting himself in the foot, you know, and and on top of that, I feel like the Rooney rule, um, it, sh- it shouldn't exist because it, in a way, it's not fair to these black candidates. You're just saying, oh, well, hello, goodbye, hello, goodbye, and then you're going <laughs> to hire your real, real candidate. You know, it, it, in my mind, I, I feel like this is a problem that really doesn't exist. I mean, there, there's... Unfortunately, I'm sure in the, in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s, maybe even early 80s, there were, there were um, black coaches not being discriminated against. However, you look in the college ranks, um, there, there's tons of great black coaches. Um, you look at high school ranks. Um, well, hold on. Let's, let's not forget this, too. Jerry, John Re- was it Jerry or John Reese? Jerry Reese, black. That's right. He he was the GM of the Giants, but everyone forgets that. And Rick, it's funny Rick because Smith, Rick Smith, was black. He was the uh, the GM of the Texans. Uh, uh, you know, for some of these things, you just have to let them ha- happen naturally. Um, you know, is it is it an IQ thing? Is it a genetic thing? Is it a leadership thing? You know, I feel like, you know, if diversity happens, great, but don't force it. I mean, one of the best coaches in NFL history, Tony Dungy, who I always who I've always liked. And even my dad liked um, coach of the Bucks before John Gruden. led. Peyton well, hold Eddie. on. Let's let's Mike Tomlin too, another guy. Great, fantastic coach, fantastic African-American coach. You know, these are, you know, both great coaches. You know, you you could talk about it in the opposite too. Why did Hugh Jackson get to stay for two years 
when he went 0-1-16 and 0-17. Well, uh, you know, it's it. You know what the crazy part is too, and you know that like, it's, you know, in that case scenario, you know, it's funny because. Like, you know, when, when did that happen? The 2016, 2017? This is, you know, if if this happened this year, you know what they'd be saying? If we'd have the Cullen situation, or the Cully, it'd be like the David Cully situation. Like, why would you fire a guy like that unless unless there was stuff behind the scenes? Like, even Cully, a perfect example this year of a guy that made that Houston team a lot more successful than it should have been. And I'm shocked that he got fired. I am. And for another out now... Of course, the Marxist socialist people are going to say that, you know, that um, that Cully being fired was a race thing. Like, you know, oh, man, this is a white coach you would have stayed on. Houston's such a horrible organization right now where no matter who was there, if that, something was going on, that's what I think. I think something was going on that they still haven't reported about yet. That's how I look at it. Well, for sure. And, and you know, you, you, you talk about – I mean, listen, there's, I feel like most of I, what happens in society a lot, and I, and we've spoken about this, where I feel like things that aren't racism, that are just things of circumstance are labeled racism. Um, to me, it doesn't seem like there was really any racial thing here, um, it seems about who you know, what coaching trees you're a part of, um, and who your but bosses dude, that, are. That, it's true. That's life. That's literally life. Life is like that. That's what you know. I, I, let me say this. You know, it, one of the best things that I've heard are these. One of the, my dad always says to me. Sometimes it's not about what you know, it's who you know, and that's oh, the case quote. in life. Like you know. Like, how would this whole race thing with the with football and the Rooney rule? Like, you know, there's reasons that guys like in the page. Let me just say this. Flores, and, um, and I'm going to give credit to Flores here, all right? He took a team that probably didn't deserve to be good. He made it respectable and good. Like, you know, it's funny because you can make the case that Tua Tagovailoa and Dan Jones are both comparable QBs. Like, they're both the same. And, you know, obviously the Dolphins ended up having an eight-game winning streak. And then the Giants just stalled out. But regardless to that, it's not about who you know, it's what you know. This is why guys that, quite frankly, probably didn't deserve to be head coaches yet got chances, like Joe Judge. He was a special teams coordinator. Why did the Giants hire him? Because of, apparently, he blew them away in the interview and... He was on the Bill Belichick coaching tree. No one really for the Bill Belichick coaching tree, except Brian Flores and Mike Vrabel. But Vrabel was a player. Vrabel, but, Vrabel was a player, and you could make a case before his disastrous stint as a GM, Bill O'Brien wasn't terrible. This is also true. Bill O'Brien wasn't terrible either. Yeah, you can make the case. But regardless, to stick back to the, the point on race, it really is about who you know. And that goes to the case with black people, too. I'm sorry. Like, you know, there is definitely, like, it's a, like it's about connections. That's why Brian Dable got the job. And Brian Dable, first of all, I would have, like, I told you already. 
I was going to be happy. I What I would have preferred Flores, yes. Only because he has the head coaching pedigree. He has head coaching experience. And he, quite frankly, proved that he could lead a below-average team to some decent success. But Brian Dable has the experience of developing a quarterback, of developing offensive players, being able – something that the Giants – haven't had in ages. And then And you got that probably, tandem as well. You got the tandem of um the bill bill of the Bills. You have uh Joe Schoen and um and uh Dable together. And the OC, I don't know if you know this, but the OC is gonna be Mike Kafka, the the QB coach of the uh of the, of the Chiefs, the, yeah. Of um, the Chiefs. Who did great work with Patrick Mahomes. It was probably mostly Andy Reid, but he probably did he probably did something. Well, that's it's funny. We we go over to Andy Reid, and you know the most common factor is Eric Bieniemy, right? I mean, another guy who people say, why isn't he getting hired anywhere? Why isn't he being a? There's a reason for that. You're telling me that there's no NFL team that wouldn't actually want to hire someone like Eric Bieniemy if he was actually like a good coach. You're telling me that I'm sorry, nothing Eric Bieniemy has done has proven that he deserves to be a head coach in the NFL. Well, just just popped up. The Jaguars just hired a head coach. Who did they – did they hire um, – did they hire Byron Leftwich or no? They hired uh, Doug Peterson. Ah. Wow. They, that just breaking news now? Uh, like 30 seconds ago. Wow. Wow. That's – wow. Oh, Adam Schefter, you know, I report Adam Schefter report on it. Wow. Um, but, wow, that's, I'm, uh, wow. I'm actually, su- actually, I'm not. Well, I thought Brian Leftwich might have uh, had a chance to get the job. Uh, but he, oh, yeah, he withdrew, oh, he withdrew out of the running? Oh, interesting. Well, I'm actually- and, and, and that just brings me to my, my biggest point here is that there are certain things in society and life and unlike with these Marxists trying to remake society in their image, get rid of rules, get rid of policing. Um, the founding fathers outlined one of the greatest, most free societies in the history of the world. And unlike, and these, these people attempt to subvert it. But there, there's Ibram Kendi, who's kind of the head of this whole critical race theory thing, basically says... If he sees um, differences in blacks and white, he has to assume it's racism. Um, which, I mean, would you like to look at the um, the amount? Of, uh, would you like to look at um, crime statistics? Would you like to look at welfare statistics? Would you like to look at fatherless home statistics? Would you like would, would you would you like to look at um, gang statistics. There are so many, so many, so many other factors to, to consider. Bef- that has nothing to do with racism. In the case of Eric being an enemy, as you said before, if he was really that smart and that much of a head coach, would would people hire him? And he has a, a really a really shitty background as a player. Um, he beat up a fireman, I'm reading right here, in 1990. 
he sexually harassed a parking attendant, a female parking attendant, in, in 1993. In 1988, in February, he 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 beat up he, he beat up somebody with a teenager. These are other factors that need to be considered. In my opinion. No, it's true. I I I I agree with you. This is these are all factors that need to be involved in it. And you know, it's like and you know, I really do believe and, and this is something I strongly believe that if you're actually a good coach, you will get a job. And you know, regardless of what skin color you are. I mean, you know, or like like what stinks about the whole factor is that, you know, they, you know, it's like, you know, I hear guys like Stephen A or like Keyshawn Johnson, they'll say that like, oh, damn, we're really not making our black brethren proud. You know what I'm saying? We're really not making our black brethren proud, you know, because, you know, we, when the Rooney Rule came out, there was three black head coaches. Now there's only one. Like, you know, it's all, you know, they're starting something that's not really there. I don't think any of these GMs are thinking, oh my God, we need to have, oh, we like all these GMs are like, damn it, we need to hire a candidate, even if he's black. Sorry about that. Even if he's black, just because, just because of his skin color, not because of what he can actually like produce. What plan does he have? What is he going to do to make our football team great? Look at Raheem Morris. That's another coach that was hired. I mean, the social justice BLM thing, black coaches were getting hired. You, 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 is the, the biggest point of all this that I wanted to tell you listeners, and the biggest point that we're trying to make here is racism isn't the only factor. Racism isn't the reason, isn't the reason why but listen, was there actual racism in the 50s and 60s before the Civil Rights Act? And was there redlining and other factors? Sure. But to this day, there is no racism in society, in my opinion, that could fully explain everything. You have to, you have to take a look at all different factors um, for a person's success. And I think I think that's the, the biggest way we could grow as a country, not focusing on race, folk, focusing on the content of one's character, focusing on the one of focusing on the one of someone's empathy, someone's kindness, someone's ability to lead. And if we remove the, the racial politics and focus on people as an individual, all of this critical race garbage, all of this anti anti-American garbage will disappear. As Americans, we have every choice to make in, in today's society, no matter the color of our skin. Make the responsible choice. Uh, and I think that's, you know, that, that's a great mantra to live by. 
And that's not, and that's what the Democrats don't want because if if people are succeeding, I mean, that's what President Trump wanted. Contrary to what the leftists said, say and and continue to say, America first isn't just about being white. America uh, making America great again isn't just about white men. It's about people of every color, every creed, every ethnicity um, having yep. better jobs. Um, yep. Being stronger, um, building a stronger society, pe- mm-hmm. people contributing, um, no, no, no matter what they do, and people having pride and revenants for this country's history. And if if we could get rid of the racial politics, I believe that we can continue to make America great again. Dang right, I agree with you, buddy. It's you know. What I hope, and I hope people start to realize more and more, is that at the end of the day, we all should be unified by a want to just uh, to respect, love one another, you know. And right now, it's a very tough. Um, it's very tough right now um, in this oh, country sure. because there's just this, this this line, and there's there was always a line before the pandemic, but since the pandemic started the line has just gotten brought bigger and bigger and bigger and we just divided more and more and more and it gets it gets worse and worse every day and i feel like a lot of it is caused from our own leaders our own our own people that we expect and also the media our leaders in our media and those are the people that benefit the most and one day i hope we can all come together and like unite under one common love for one another but we're a ways away from that i'll tell you that you know it's not just about love it's it's about making responsible choices as an as an individual and you know that's something my dad always told me he said your choices influence your actions and so many people these days their choices aren't going to influence their actions and they, they want the government to do everything for them the world doesn't work that way. Human nature doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. It does not. Uh, you know, the world, let me tell you something, man. The, the world could be a, the world could be a cruel place, but it's, it's you, just like anybody else, that has to decide to let the world eat you up or you eat the world up. So that's, uh, you know, that's something that I hope our generation like gets to eventually. And I hope that someday that these audits prove to be successful. And we get the greatest leader of America of our lifetimes back, Donald J. Trump. But I'm, yeah. I'm going to close off this podcast saying, thanking you for being here. You know, you you were fantastic. I think the viewers <laughs> learned a lot about different topics. And and hopefully um, the next podcast, may, may, most likely you'll, you'll be on again soon. But I want to tell all of our viewers Remember the good in America. Remember the American values that our founding fathers have taught us. And don't let the globalists win. Thank you. Damn right. I I wanna I wanna say one more thing before you know. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me on the show. And um, you know, my my best message that I could leave off with is just make sure that we all, you know, try to to really going forward 
you know, try to respect one another and try to just spread love and try to just be passionate about what, um, what we do. And just for everyone out there, stay warm. Well, if you're in New York, stay warm, but you know, in Utah, you know, <laughs> it's not, uh, it's fucking cold out here. It was like 36 degrees last night. Oh, it was. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. All right. But in, on, in real talk, Harry, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for having me on, bud. Of course. Of course.